Thank you for tuning in to the Royals in Action broadcast today. Your participation means a lot to us. The essence of this program is to educate you on how to apply the Word of God practically to bring about positive outcomes in your daily situations. And joining us for this insightful journey is R.K. Achina. Let's go to the book of Psalms, chapter 78, from verse number 37 through 41. So, Psalm 78, from 37 to 41. And I read, For their heart was not steadfast with him, talking about the Israelites who perished in the wilderness, nor were they faithful in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and did not destroy them. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath, for he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passes away and does not come again. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Amen. They tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. I want to use a subject this morning and it's about something I used to do until God opened my eyes and helped me understand why I should stop. I changed my ways and philosophies about certain things and since then I've never looked back and my life has been so much better thanks to this revelation. I sincerely wish that this revelation will bless you transform your outlook and be a positive influence in your life i want to talk on the subject stop limiting god stop limiting god you see one of the biggest challenges in the christian journey is the constant act of limiting god Despite the many wonderful and precious promises concerning you in the Bible, how many of you can be sure that you have been able to reap a great benefit from them? Just be honest. Just be honest. We come to church on a Sunday morning, lifting our hands to seek the blessing, to receive grace, and to gain God's promises of favor. To gain God's promises of promotion, prosperity, deliverance, and whatnot. However, how many of us truly experience these blessings? You're right. Not much. Look, God is always ready to assist you. He's always ready to increase you. He's always ready to transform you. He's ever ready to heal and deliver you to perform outstanding breakthroughs in your life. Yet, 
Some of you are making it difficult for him. Some of you are making it tough for him. It's similar to it's similar to a mother trying to provide a dose of lemon juice to her unwilling sick toddler. Here the mother's intention is good, right? To care for and heal the toddler. Yet the toddler is being stubborn, making the job more difficult. That's the same manner some of you are complicating matters for God. Today, we will be examining three significant limitations of a born-again, spirit-filled believer. Three limitations of a Christian. Number one, in your notes, erroneous beliefs. Erroneous beliefs. Most Christians assume that God is ultimately in control of all the events that occur in their lives. <laughs> that assumption implies that when they fail an exam, it must have been God trying to teach them something. When they experience a breakup, it must have been God's will to end that relationship. When faced with a tragedy such as an accident, cancer, divorce, or job loss, it must have been God's way of teaching them a lesson. You may find this hard to believe, but even after reading the Bible many times, I have never ever come across a verse suggesting that God uses tragedies, God uses calamities, God uses illness as a means of teaching us something. No, 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 never. So wait a minute, do you want to tell me that God in all his infinite wisdom would choose Satan, the father of all lies and the source of all sicknesses to perfect both you and the church? No way! You gotta be kidding me, no way! God will never do that. As a matter of fact, Ephesians 4.11 says, and he gave some apostles, <laughs> some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and teachers, for what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amen? Now, the word edifying is from the Greek word oikodome. It refers to the act of building in the sense of spiritual growth. Pastors, apostles, teachers, they are the chosen architects to build you up, <laughs> not the devil. God wouldn't hire a liar and a junk master to teach you life lessons. No way. No way. And guess what? These misguided beliefs are what have led to you feeling the need to constantly blame God. Man, that's bizarre. Because you probably might have asked God to sustain your job, to safeguard your marriage, 
and enable you to pass that exam thus transferring the responsibility and the burden of these prayer requests unto God alone so he could bring them to fruition and when your desired outcome fails to occur you become so disheartened and aggrieved that you blame God of being responsible for your own errors I mean that's that's bizarre it's pretty much like praying to God for a new job and taking no action yourself to make it happen it's exactly how it looks like if you don't compose an appropriate resume and submit it to the correct positions how can you possibly secure employment that might sound crazy yet some of you are perpetrating the same errors in a different aspect of your life let me tell you this asking god to meet your needs and entrusting him to take care of your matters does not mean he is totally responsible if your requests are not granted no 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 let me ask you this how could jesus feed the five thousand men if there were no loaves of bread and fish how is that gonna happen how can god protect you if you're always leaving your doors unlocked how can god guarantee your good health if you're always eating junk you're right he won't you might have prayed for protection all right you might have probably believed god for an answer all right but if you're not taking any steps to help yourself your prayers will be in vain yeah that's the bitter truth your prayers are gonna be in vain i love this old saying do your part and trust god with the rest do your part and trust god with the rest if you can use that as inspiration to take action you will steer clear of being idle and your prayers will be heard rather than asking god to do everything for you acknowledge that you need his help most importantly open your heart to his leading but be sure be sure to do the legwork be sure to do the legwork be willing to put in the hard work to make things happen in Isaiah 48 17 God says I will teach you what is best for you and show you the way you should go note it says he will show you the way you should go so if you've been praying for financial independence God is saying here that he will show you the way and right after that you should go <laughs> in other words God will be your compass but you must do the legwork you must act on it you must take the necessary steps look direction is useless without motion or activity 
direction is useless without motion or activity having a sense of direction without taking any action is worse than making any progress even if it's in the wrong direction does it make sense let me take it again heading in a wrong direction may be beneficial but if you are aware of the right direction yet still don't proceed well that's the worst situation of all you get it now so that's it god desires you right now to recognize that your erroneous beliefs are keeping him from making a greater impact in your life number two comparison comparison another drawback many christians share comparison there's this quote about comparison i love so much it says the problem with comparison is that it leaves you either better than someone else or more worthless than someone else <laughs> isn't that true it is and typically we make these unhealthy comparisons based on what we observe or what we have been told the ears and the eyes are the chief channels of information to our minds whenever we observe our peers and hear the accounts of all the unfortunate events that have befallen them these stories often become the focus of our thinking and sometimes become overwhelming leading to feelings of anxiety as we expect similar misfortunes to occur in our own lives <laughs> a typical example is when you converse with your friends and hear them voicing their worries about inflation about recession about the current economic state listen to that long enough and you may find yourself complaining too Hmm. and guess what happens next you start cutting down your church giving your partnerships then your tithes and it goes on and on and on but as a kingdom citizen our financial well-being shouldn't depend on the prevailing economic structure of this world no the bible says we are ambassadors for christ amen an ambassador means an official representation of a king an official representation of a government stationed in a foreign country you as ambassadors for example usually enjoy a privileged lifestyle a privileged lifestyle shielded from the harsh realities of poverty that can often be found in their host nation they are paid in u.s dollars and are given the same treatment as if they were in the u.s they can go about their everyday lives with no sense of what the true economic difficulties are like in the host country 
because they do not experience poverty they do not experience recessions or inflations that the rest of the population is subject to we are ambassadors for christ and as official representatives of el shaddai the more than enough king our finances shouldn't be dictated by the current economic system of this world our god is able to meet our needs according to his riches and glory hallelujah take elijah for example he was in the middle of a severe drought but god god used ravens to deliver and sustain him and as the israelites were lamenting the hardship of the famine ambassador elijah was in a cage <laughs> elijah was in a cage enjoying the riches of the land oh somebody you don't understand the eye of the lord is upon them that fear him to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine psalm 33 verse 18 that's a promise right there god has promised to keep you alive in times of famine if he will keep you alive during the famine he will surely keep you alive during the recession if he can keep you afloat during the recessions then he will sustain you during the setbacks you and your family will make it through the tough times or you didn't hear me i'm saying you and your family will make it through the tough times you overcome the obstacles and come out on the other side stronger than ever i when people are wailing and bemoaning the state of the economy there will be a plentiful harvest in your home great exploits will break forth in your house and there will be an abundance of food to both consume and preserve amen so cease comparing yourself to others because even though we are in this world i we are not of this world Paul says, don't dare to compare yourself with those who praise themselves, those who measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves. When they do that, they are not wise. Comparison is a great limitation. The final limitation for the modern Christian is a congested heart a congested heart a congested heart describes a person who has too many seeds growing in the soil of their heart in the heart of this individual there will be various seeds planted for various passions such as seeds for lustful things those for wealth and some for worldly concerns these impede the word of god from taking root and becoming effective in their lives it actually chokes the word so a quick question here what is your daily routine like how do you spend your days are you so absorbed in the cares of this world that you don't have time time to be still and hear what god is trying to tell you 
Are you like that? Many of us are so accustomed to our daily routine that when we find ourselves with some free time, we just grab our cell phones and watch movies, talk or play video games. While this is not necessarily a bad thing, why not take a few moments out of our busy schedule to be led by God? It seems the only occasion we turn to God is when we are in trouble. We view God as if he's some sort of emergency machine, like a source of relief in times of crisis. Once we acquire the things we desire, like money, a well-paying job, or the right person, we tend to focus more on the gifts themselves rather than the one who gave them. However, when misfortune befalls us, such as in our marriage, health, or business, we look to the Lord as our source of help, hoping to find an emergency button to hit. Man, we gotta stop this. The Bible says, but when your terror comes like a storm and your distraction comes likewise a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, Proverbs 1.27, you will call on me, but I will not answer. You will seek me diligently, but you will not find me because you hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Now the Hebrew word for fear here doesn't mean to be afraid. It is more of the feeling of reverent regard for God. And this does not go against the idea that those who seek wisdom will find it. No, no, no. The issue here comes with the unwillingness to find wisdom and the refusal to accept it. Exactly. Whatever you sow, you will surely reap. So let's honor God by taking some time to be still and be led by him. Let us be watchful and make sure we are not spending measure time on minor things. Let us stop blending in and start standing out. You are a new creature and as a new creature, you ought to stand out. You ought to outshine. There ought to be a striking difference between a Christian and an unbeliever. There is a big difference between a corpse and a living being. Let us break away from the ways of the unbelievers. Let us stop thinking like them. Let us stop being poor like them, being negative like them, and being carnal like them. For we have a new nature, a nature that is born of God. So arise, break free from these ungodly seeds in your heart, and let the world see the Christ in you. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this enlightening journey today. Before we wrap up, subscribe to our podcast so you're kept in the loop about our next amazing episodes. To join our community or support our ministry, click the link in the description or visit royalsinaction.org. Until next time, Royals in Action is here to remind you to embrace your destiny as a chosen channel of God's royalty. God bless you.